fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. This is the Fade You Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello to all the dads out there and the moms. You are listening to episode 51, June 3rd, 2021. My name is Matthew James. Joined on today's pod. We all survived Memorial Day. Our barbecue was a glorious day. Chris Duke is here. Chris, you're at a bar, I think, and hiding in your car so that you can pod real quick and then just get back in there and watch this Isles third period. Yeah, I have a couple... Well, they didn't have, they ran out of space dust. I said, what the fuck? Give me a Lagunitas instead. So smashing a couple of brewskis, hoping that this, uh, this Bruins and Isles game can stay low, low. And uh, I'll get back in there and watch the end after we're done. How do you run out of space dust? I know. Oh, they're changing the keg. And I said, okay, that's fine. Oh, sorry. Uh, apparently our kegs are empty. Oh, fuck. Wow. Chris, remind everybody where you are on Twitter at hazmat suit 23 uh, and that's because i bet a lot of things that you would never even dream of betting so don't follow me if you don't want to go in the shit with me yeah don't follow chris duke if you don't want to get dirty <laughs> joe ham is here joe it was wonderful to see you on sunday dad how you doing i'm doing great this will be the first time I'm on this podcast without a buzz so hopefully i'll perform just as well oh wow <laughs> Get this man a beer. Why? Yeah. Why is that? Why don't you have a buzz? <laughs> uh, I worked a little bit and I went in and shot my gun and just been hanging out. You know, I got got mixed up cooking and all this stuff and just forgot to pound a couple brewskis. But I got four lined up in front of me. I'm sure those will make it about halfway through this podcast. <laughs> what a save by Varlamov right there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so are you telling me that some people like yourself actually work like a normal work day and don't get to just work and drink and golf like this other guy yeah it's kind of crazy i don't really work a nine to five i get to make my own schedule so every now and then i get to do a chris duke and just leave work at noon and golf but for the most part i'm uh i'm not looking at or not watching sports in the middle of the day even though i did try to get chris over at nine o'clock this morning to watch some baseball i had two appointments today i had my oh. i had a real job I, I didn't slack off today. I didn't. Wow. Off, uh, you know, Joe, how about that? Two whole appointments he had. Wow. Brutal, man. Tough day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You really have it tough. All hey, right, they're well, like 60 miles apart. So fuck we it. can, uh, we can stop busting Chris's balls, I guess a little bit. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at fade you sports. Make sure you're subscribed to this pod. So you can listen to us. Give Chris a bunch of shit all the time. We have a good time doing that. We degend on Bruins Islanders second period under one and a half we did have to lay minus 130 Joe why did we do that uh it's something I've been doing at least in the playoffs lately I think I'm four four and oh my last four this will make it five I just kind of you know while we mentioned this in the last podcast I was watching the game I'm watching this game flow you know, Tukaras seems like he's on one right now. Both goalies seem very composed. There's a decent amount of shots on net, but they're flying around. I, f- I just felt like under one and a half goals in the second period was going to be a good, a good bet. And I, I texted that about halfway through the first period when it was only one nothing, and it's one nothing right now with a minute and forty five seconds in the second period here. So we're about a minute and a half from cashing this thing, unless there's two quick goals. Yeah, I want to say you sent that about halfway through the first period, and that was mm-hmm. with a Bruins early goal, too. I think they scored three yep. or four minutes in on their second shot. And yep. there have there have definitely been more shots in the second period. It's opened up a little bit, but... Yeah, it's, it's just good hockey, man. This is just unbelievably awesome to watch. It's so much better than watching LeBron fucking flop around the floor like goddamn trout. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like people will look at the score and see that it's one nothing and think, oh, that must be a boring game. And I, I genuinely feel sorry for people who are instead watching Denver and Portland just jack up threes, which, Chris, I know you love. I, this is just so good. It's such a good, entertaining 
and it, I, I know I've said this before, but I can't believe we used to watch hockey without fans. It just playoff right. games without fans is absurd. I'd, I'd never want to see that again. So, so at this point, I'm kind yeah. of feeling like a third period over here if it's not inflated to fuck. If it's one and a half, if it's one and a half, and Islanders score first, it's a cash. That's what's going to inflate it, though. Yeah, unless they go to OT. Not, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, unless they go to OT. But see, that's what I, I feel like this has. Now we're recording this, and the second period's got about twenty seconds left. This to me feels destined for overtime. Yep. This reminds me of the Colorado Vegas game from last night a little bit, where, where like I, I texted halfway through the second period. I said, this is going to go to overtime. It just has that feel. <clears throat> the last game went to overtime. Why not a second one in a row? But like you said, Joe, both goalies are dialed in. I don't know. I feel like this probably ends third period ends one, one or two, two. That's a banger boys. Congratulations. Nice. Second Successful period. play. Well, I Six. hope it doesn't end two, two, cause I took under four and a half live for plus money. So I'd like that to stay, uh, Low yeah. two would be tough for us because that's a guaranteed yeah. push on our yeah. contest play. Well, at this point, too, especially right. since it's only one nothing now, we're really hoping for one one here. Stay low, cash that under five. That would be great. We also degend aisles as well for like plus two fifty just for funsies. So we got that going for us. There you yeah. go. Uh, one other thing we have going for us is apparently, according to some, we did an excellent job on our live around the barbecue pod back on Memorial Day weekend. Now, the only feedback we've gotten from that is there have been some questions as to why we say S word. And I'm going to turn <laughs> it over to my dad's. I don't know. Joe, maybe, Joe, you want to start telling the story and then you can talk about why there are S words why we don't say B words among other things. All right. So um, this all started in the football season in 2019, me and Mr. Hazmat suit, Chris and the Merce who was on a few podcasts ago, we're hanging out and watching some football and Riley, the Merce is probably the most superstitious of any of us. Oh Yeah. And he's like, doesn't want us to ever say, and I hate saying it now because we're in the middle of a bet, but he, if we, we don't ever say the word bang until a bet is like literally uh, cashed. So it's like you say bang, it's like, it's the ultimate jinx. So um, that day we were taking a lot of shots. We were drinking a bunch of tequila and vodka and Jameson. We're taking all these shots. And Riley was Riley corrected me because I said the word need, which I had never heard was also a jinxing word. So <laughs> he's like, don't say that, dude. Don't say that. Just say like N word or don't say need. We don't need anything. And then he's like, like well, let's take a shot. And I'm like, hey, you want to take an S word, motherfucker? What, what about that? Let's take a fucking S word. And then it just stuck ever since then. We always refer to shots as S words or what really set it off, too, was when we're watching games together. We'll be like, if it's a basketball game, we'll be like, hey, he misses a free throw S word for everybody or misses field goal S word for everybody. If we fired it under, you know, shit like that. So it's not it, shout out to the turtle sports guys, but it has nothing to do with cussing our kids. We're just stupid, superstitious assholes that uh, don't want to jinx ourselves. That's a uh, clubhouse leader for the name of this pod. Stupid, superstitious assholes. <laughs> well done, Best, Joe. A's. yeah chris what else what can you add to this oh goal oh there's the canes wow wow there you go chris they scored a goal for you underdogs talk about unders in this series man everyone has just been grinder yeah two one one zero zero yeah man um i yeah i mean that's funny because riley is he's always like don't fuck up the juju. Don't mess up them. I'm just like, fuck your juju, you idiot. No B word. Don't say it until it's a damn near lock or uh, because we want to assure ourselves some wins. But yeah, it's funny because I guess that's funny. The turtle sports guy, I don't know. They were trying to be all hush hush, which is kind of a good idea too. Yeah. Instead of saying, let's do a shot, you know, your wife or your kid hears it. Oh, dad's drinking again. Say, hey, S word. <laughs> Keep it on the no, hush. Let's go have one. And we'll shorten it too. We'll say like, hey, let's do an S. 
<laughs> it's like you know we just we're <laughs> just dumb we're, we're just dumb motherfuckers i mean we i mean we've even talked about why we call each other dad oh that's like, a whole other story yeah. for another pod yeah. Uh, yeah another podcast most likely but yeah we'll wait till we have riley and i don't think we've had riley on the pod since we did we talked about den right the book of den i think that was yes. last riley's last appearance uh and then he he's had to, not even a nurse anymore so he, i don't that, know why we don't have him on we uh i think he had to do a triple s because <laughs> of uh because of that yeah so we'll have to have riley back we'll talk about the origins of dad and father and all that stuff yeah dear god <laughs> oh, how many th- how many shot. threes chris how, oh how many threes god, are they dude, shooting they <laughs> They just fucking made two in the last 15 fucking seconds, dude. We got 27% uh, they shot 40 fucking they shot 42 threes in the first half and made 20 of them. Is that good? <laughs> is that basketball? What the fuck is this, Jerry West? Where are you at? Live line is 240. We're so fucked. We're going to need a lot of clanks. Oh my god. Clanks. We got 228. I guess we're not that far off, but still, Christ's sake. Dude, we're gonna, want, need, we're, we're gonna need like a, a thirty-eight point quarter. Is what we're gonna need. Otherwise, we're fucked. Yeah. Hey, we don't say that word. We don't say that oh, word. Yeah. yeah we don't end. say need. I, that's the one I don't really <laughs> care about. Riley's kind of stupid. I don't really care. I, I I'll talk about what I need, motherfucker. Everybody yeah. out there, imagine being Chris Duke and being so stubborn on your NBA unders when you watch the game. <laughs> And see every 10 seconds another three. Imagine being Chris Duke and just you you can't get off unders, dude. I can't, man. I can't. That's why uh you're not gonna like some of the plays I do if you follow me, because I will do things that doesn't make any sense to the average Joe. I mean, what'd you say, Joe, today? Like 80, 70 percent on the over, and then we're, but we saw like all the money coming out. It was just a huge differential yeah. because Everybody and their mom thinks, dude, these teams, all they do is score. 228, that's easy. Jazz did it last night. Every series of the – every game of the series, these teams just chuck up threes. I don't know, man. I agree with you guys. I'm an old-school basketball guy. I'm a defense guy. I like seeing the Bulls win in the 90s, 98, 90, just D up, just knock you down, fuck you up, come in my paint. Now it's all just Lillard shooting literally 45-footers. Like I see him pass the – half court yard you know half court line and chuck it up it's it's unbelievable hey boys real quick we got third period we could go over one and a half for minus 128 or under one and a half for minus 114 i like both of those we're gonna we're gonna fire a degen here on the pod uh i'm not in love with them i'm just in like with them so i won't i'm not gonna Yeah, I'm going to leave my – we got the under five. We got the under in that last quarter, and I got the under four and a half. I'm going to hope for like a 2-1 Isles win and just cash them all. Here, here's one for you. Here's we'll one for you, Joe. S-word. 2-1 Isles wins. I'll send an S-word. <laughs> so, Joe, just to what Chris just said, at what point, if this stays one nothing, at what point do we get a live total that's reasonable juice over two and a half? Maybe because they can't. I mean, shit, it's it's tough because they can't give that away. Because if I mean, if the Bruins make it two nothing, I guess you could get an empty netter and have it in three nothing. But I mean, shoot, that might be where that might be the way to do it. It's just wait. What kind of sexy one here, too, is uh, Islanders to score the second goal in the game for plus 101. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's we want bad. anyway. I'm going to put yeah. my hazmat suit on and take under second half and the Blazers ask if I give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, I'll follow you. That's a do. We do this all the time. This is how our brains work. We see this is why we're different. We, we fade you. A lot of people will see, oh, it's, yeah. it's everybody they scored a shitload in the first half. I'm going to double down and fire the over the second half. We do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, the full game is 228, which means you figure 114 and a half. It goes over to fuck first half, and then the line comes out 112. Just like, here, here yeah. you go. Go ahead, free. Go take your 112 and a half. Easy. Action so the- has it pro- projected at 116, so we'd be getting a bad line. 
everybody out there who's listening, you're, you're really getting to kind of see how the, the sausage is made, so to speak. You're getting the inner workings of how these degen bets, these in-game bets get fired mm-hmm. off. So I hope this is, I hope this is good to listen to. <laughs> anyway, we yeah, will be right back. Yeah, we'll be right back and we're going to have uh, we we got a guest today. We're going to have Adam Trigger, Top Flight Sports, join us again for a little conversation. All right, we're back. We fired a couple bets and we are joined by Adam Trigger. Adam, thanks a lot for coming back on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So, Joe, Chris, what did we just degen during our break? The under second half because we're stubborn and these guys are going to start clanking the threes. And Nuggets and Blazers, we took the under. We have the total under, but we took the under second half, even though they scored a bazillion in the first half. We're just looking to 43s like Chris loves. (laughs) See if they clank. Did we do anything with the Islanders Bruins third period? I decided it was a stay away. We may look live. We'll see if we get that over two and a half. We are we, you know, I don't even know. Are we live right now? We're anywhere? live now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll fire a degen bet out. Oh, right let's now. do I it. Like, yeah. I like the angels tonight. I didn't, I didn't give it out because it is expensive. And I really, I, I have a hard time selling a, a minus 160. And so right. I tend to right. not do it. And I also, I also kind of decided that I like this like literally 20 minutes ago. And I didn't bet anything else today. I haven't, I haven't bet all day. I have uh Korean play for the morning. We can talk about that too, but uh, angels start in about 10 minutes. I just, I, I keep getting sucked into Griffin canning. It's been happening for about two years. So <laughs> I mean, I've been on, I've been wrong about this team. I, I took the angels to win. I, I love the angels coming into the season. Now, obviously I couldn't forecast a Mike Trout injury, and some of the other things that have happened to this team, but it looks like I'm probably going to be wrong with my angels to win the AL West bet, but I still don't think they're quite as bad as, as they're getting sort of made out to be. I, right. I, I like the spot for them. They're at home. I think, I still think canning is good. Like I, he's still someone I'm, I, I would tend to bet on. They've won three of four. I, I threw a little on it just for fun. That would be my, that's my degen ad. To the show I was going to say, you know, you cool. talked about canning and I, I just feel like I was going to say, you got to sell me on that. Cause I feel like canning is scum. Plus, but, and, <laughs> but look, back too, right? he, he, no hundred percent because this guy, you know, he's some, I'm just going to pull up his number. I mean, last year. Okay. So he's someone that I thought was going to be really good. So he was a high draft pick. I think he was a second rounder. And when he came up, he's someone that I was like, you know, I thought I was ahead of the curve on, right. I try to find these, these guys that are, you know, prospects that are going to come up and I think they're going to outperform expectations. And, and unfortunately when you do that, you, sometimes you have to accept the fact that you're wrong. You know, I mean, just, you're not going to nail every single one. And you know, he came up, so I have his numbers right here. Canning, 2019, not very good, 4.58 ERA, but the whip was decent. It was 1.22, and so I actually made money on Canning last year. He was pretty good last year. I mean, in spots, like he, he finished with an ERA under four, was just a tad under four, it was 3.99, but I felt like his whip was good enough from 2019 where – Okay, so he had he had 18 appearances in 2019. He made 11. He he made it through the shortened season last year. So 11 11 starts is actually probably he probably made every single one of his starts. I don't know. He actually might have even had a couple of uh, relief appearances because I I think 11 in the 60 game season. I feel like that's probably means you you pretty much made every one of your starts. How do you so, feel, Adam, about uh, firing Angels? Minus one fifty five first five. Yeah, I could, I, I could see it being a first. I'm not a huge first five player, but in this case, I so know the Angels. The pitchers, right? So if you think you're believing yeah. Canning, you can. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's a good point, and I think it's probably similar price. So you're going to have to lay either way. 
Adam, um, if you uh, if you yeah. if you want to become a first five better, just watch the Angels bullpen enough times. Well, they burned they burn me. Yeah, no, they they burned me a couple times this year. Oh. This is a spot where you could definitely. So the Mariners bullpen is actually very good. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you're probably on to something. Angels first five is actually probably the better bet here, just because the Mariners pen is is probably one of the more underrated units in the whole league. And you can take um, Angels first five minus a half a run for minus one hundred five, and that eliminates your juice. If you think they're, if yeah. you think Canning can shut them out and they can score, yeah, I, I, I hate the, I hate laying the half a run in the first five, but it definitely, it definitely brings it back down to a more, um, before you know, it's it probably gets it down down to about minus one ten, uh, and then you do have the, you know, they are home, so you do get the last yeah. at bat. Which is which is kind of nice with the with the first five, but for me, I I prop. So I actually, I'm gonna do it right now on air here. We're gonna I'll split it. I'll do half and half, half on the full uh, game, half on the first five. I just did full. All right, I guess I could do first five also. And obviously, I'm not going nuts with it. And it's a it's a it's not cheap. Looking at like you know, depending on your book, minus one. 55 minus one, you know, between minus 150 and minus 160, even some places. So definitely a uh, pizza money, you know, type, type play here. But um, just to have a little Adam, degen action. I laid yeah, the half a run. Some action. I can give two shits. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, tell us about a little bit of, about, you know, another team you, you were kind of high on coming in this year the d-backs and i've been with you the lines have stunk the last 10 games it's like god these guys are fucking horrible they're 5 and 20 in may why do the books keep respecting them they keep making the line minus 110 minus 120 on the you know whoever's coming into town whether it's the mats um or any of these cardinals any of the other teams they just played and uh why you know i i took them the lucky time when reddick hit that that double in the extra innings we sucked out on that game you weren't on it and then the next game we're on it and they can't pull it out. You know, they lose seven, six, but what are you seeing? Do you think that they have some regression in them? I mean, you know, you've had some, a rough start to June. How do you stay even keel and, and, and keep grinding and just know that long-term you're going to be okay? Yeah, well, we'll start with the D back. So again, there's another, that's another good example of, of a team I've definitely been wrong on so far this year, because although it, it's been kind of recent, I mean, they start, they played 500 ball for the first month of the season or so but just had an absolutely dreadful May. I, you know, I don't know why the books are, are respecting him so much. I wonder if, I wonder if it's because there was a decent amount of like sharp money in the market on them prior to the season um, on the win total. And then on some like, you know, to make the playoff type props, they definitely had some, some sharp bets on them prior to the year. So I wonder if the books are, are, are sort of pricing it as if, Maybe they don't, you know, maybe if they, they put too good of a plus price out there, they feel like they'll, they'll get hammered with sharp action since it looks like the sharper betters keep betting them. And I'll look for something. So I'll steal this term from Dave Kogan. He like, he calls it a buy sign, right? Like just like some little reason to, to buy a team like before, before everyone buys the team. Right. So like, uh-huh it's easy to come back and be like, Oh, this team's playing good ball after they've won four straight games. But chances are, if you do that, it's the boat on like being able to bet on them because you have to be, you have to be proactive, not reactive. So, and I'll, I'll, I have like a good example that is NBA playoff related. We can get into in a second, but you know, so I'll look at little things like, okay, this team's lost a bunch in a row, but now they've started to hit. And I really felt like going into, into that St. Louis series that if they, if they could hit, they could win games and it just didn't. It, it, and they actually hit and managed to lose three or four, but this team just, they find ways to lose games. And I'm, I'm at this point, even though, even though they are definitely getting some like respect in the betting market from what it seems to be like sharper players, I, I just, I don't know if I have much interest in backing Arizona going forward because they, they, they just don't, they don't play good baseball and that's really what it comes down to. So they hit. So occasionally they're going to rough up a pitcher and they're going to probably win a game because they, they just 
you know, go off, put up nine runs and it's, it's just their day. But yeah, I might, I might just have to cut my losses on this team and accept the fact that I was wrong on this one and try to be right somewhere else. But, um, you know, the example I was going to make someone on Twitter gave me a hard time for backing an NBA underdog the other day. And basically made the point of how the favorites have just been smashing this whole playoffs. And it's like, I, I look at something like that and I just, that it, that's how people lose money betting on sports. Like that thought process, like favorites are 20 and five against the spread. So let me bet a favorite. Cause it's just, it just doesn't work like that. And chances are if favorites have started the NBA playoffs, 20 and five, the lines are going to be even more shaded to a favorite now. And it's, so now you're getting even better value on the underdog. So I would be curious, well, what are the dogs going forward from when he had that number of 20 and five? Like, that's how you have to look at things. If you, if you want to make money betting on sports, like you can't, you need to, you need to beat the, the market or beat the curve, if you will, and come in and then start taking, you know, don't start taking, like you would have needed to be on the favorites from the beginning of the playoffs to have realized some of that 20 and five run. Don't start right. betting favorites just because, yeah. oh, well, favorites are 20 and five in the playoffs because that doesn't, that that's 25 plays that have already, there are 25 games that have already happened. So chances are going forward, you're, you're probably going to get more dogs than favorites just because the books have to move the lines because the, the, if the betting public's hitting underdogs or hitting favorites left and right, they're going to keep betting the favorites and the lines are going to keep moving. It's almost why it's Matt. If I could have, if I had like time to get into it when you like really into it earlier, it's why I would have said the nuggets with the points was, was an even better bet than, than it normally would be because I feel like these I feel like these spreads are getting juiced up just for that very reason. Favorites keep covering the, the masses keep betting the favorites, which is, you know, you're going to get more NBA volume during the playoffs and you're going to get even more NBA volume when it's a a two standalone game night, like tonight. So that that's sort of, you know, I guess with my expanded rationale on why I like the nuggets more with the points tonight, as opposed to the money line, but it's just, I guess it's like stuff like that. I try to look for things like that. I thought I saw something with the diamondbacks and it just, uh, it wasn't the case. So we move on and we, we try to figure out a way to win a different way, I guess. Yes. Well, so that, that's the mindset me and Chris, at least, and well, Matt too, is like, for at least for baseball every day, I send my shit report in the morning. And all I'm doing is looking for inflated lines that are being bet by the public that I know the public is going to be on that I can fade. And that's why we created fade you. Cause that's what we're, that's literally what we do. And that's why we make money and other people don't is because of them giving into those easy narratives. Like today, Garrett Cole, you know, the Rays were plus 180 or plus even higher, plus 185, plus 190. And everybody's like, oh, it's Garrett Cole. They're never going to win. Well, fucking A, dude, they won nine to two. Like mm-hmm. people say, yeah. oh, I, I can't fade Cole. Well, go ahead then. Be scared to fade Cole because it's going to pay off every now and then. And I will. And you know what? Like this is this plays right into um, maybe my favorite way to bet baseball. And I, you know, I even made some notes the other day. I'm negative on the baseball season right now. Why is that? And what, and I, I kicking myself because I haven't been playing enough uh, plus one and a half in in MLB and I'm doing it in Korean baseball and I keep winning. And, and unfortunately MLB, the, they, they, the odds makers price them better when I mean better, I mean they they do a better job not exposing themselves on the plus one and a half line for MLB. And I feel like the reason we make kind of easy money in Korea with the with the uh, plus one and a half spread is they they just kind of throw a, a, a kind of a cheap line out there because it's a smaller market and people are more willing to lay the one and a half. I think, um, especially because it was mainstream last year and, and that was a popular way to bet. Korean baseball last year, but like, if you're, if you don't want to oppose, like, so like you were saying, someone that doesn't want to oppose, essentially oppose Garrett Cole, you can just, I mean, raise plus one and a half would have been a great bet today because they're on the road. And when, when you have the road team plus one and a half, 
the home team basically has to beat you in eight, in eight at bats, which is like my favorite way to bet baseball. And I haven't, I haven't done it nearly enough this year. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, it's something I'm going to probably look to, to fix going forward because and then what I like to do too is yeah, if I'm late yeah. plus one ninety, I'm not going to fire a full unit. Maybe I'll do a half a unit. I'm limiting my risk, but maximizing my potential, like, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're not winning that plus 190 that often. I mean, it's, you know, maybe right. 20% of the time. If with that- a plus one, with a plus 190, if, if, you know, the plus one and a half is probably going to be minus 105, might even be plus, yeah. in a Yankees game, it might even be plus 105. Uh, but if you can get the road team plus one and a half, I mean, I, I, I don't think, I think that's the sharpest baseball bet you can make. Road team plus one and a half, and if you can get the juice down to minus one, let's say minus one twenty or better. Obviously, you need to pick your spots. I mean, you can't just blindly do it. Right. If you right. can find a like a spot like today with the Rays, where you know you have a a, a good enough reason to maybe oppose, you're you're probably going to have to oppose an ace when you do it more yeah. more often than not. And if you can find a good spot to go against an ace. And you can do it with a road team and get that plus one and a half with a road team at roughly even, you know, maybe we'll say minus 120 or better. I think when you get above minus 120, you start to, it starts to get into that range where you're risking a little too much juice to make, make it like a really like good worthwhile bet, but minus 120 yeah. or better. Um, I, I think that's as good of a bet as you can make in baseball because it's, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard enough to cover the minus one and a half as it is. I want to say in major league baseball, roughly 30% of, I think it's close to 30% of games are one, one, one run games. And I think that's a, a statistic that has been tracked over like a pretty large sample size. I thought, I, I think last I checked, I think it was 28 or 29%. So, you know, if you're assuming that, you know, a little bit over a quarter of major league baseball games are going to end in, in a one run game. And you can then get it to, you know, have the road team and you essentially get nine at bats against your opponent's eight at bats. I mean, like, that's just, like, that's a really good bet, in my opinion. As, as long as you've got a little bit of rationale as to why you're going to sort of take that spot, shoot, uh, pick that spot to take a stand. So, right. we did it. Uh, we did it last week with the Cardinals when they were in Chicago facing Rodon. We took, mm-hmm. I mean, because Adam, like you just said, you, it's usually going to be against an ace like that. And that's why you get lines of minus 200 minus 210 on right. the money line. So, I mean, is that, is that something people should be aware of that aces are always going to be inflated, whether it's Cole, whether it's DeGrom, whether it's Rodon, whether it's Giolito look for value going against. Now, do you want to get in the habit of fading aces? And no, of course not. But when you pick your spots and you have a quality team, Rays have been really hot for the last few weeks. Cardinals were, I think, either first or second place at the time when we bet that last week, and then they won the game outright. So, you know, the White Sox are good. I mean, they're they're a pretty good team. I think they're they're probably ten game, you know, ten eleven games over five hundred. But I, I still don't have the White Sox rated as quite as high as I, I think some people do. I think they're kind of still like a like a trendy good team. They're probably a little bit inflated by playing in a division that has you know the Royals, the Tigers, and the Twins playing as god-awful as they, they have played, I think the White Sox are probably a little bit inflated for that. So that would be a good team where I would, I think going right on kind of makes sense. Um, you know, I'd be a, I, I would be a little bit more hesitant to maybe fade, like, you know, the Dodgers with, like, Kershaw when they're rolling because you know that, you know, that's going to be one of the top teams in the league and they can – they can win a bunch of games in that, in that um, when they're, when they're hot, but like, yeah, the Yankees was a really good one today. That would have been a perfect scenario. I mean, and of course the Rays get there and, and the money line hits anyway, but that would have been a perfect spot to, to play a uh, Rays plus one and a half on the road. There are the Rays are playing great baseball. Yeah. You have to beat Garrett Cole, but if you think, if you think you can beat Garrett Cole, the Yankees have really been, I mean, I would say slightly above average this season. I was going to say, let's, yeah, let's just be honest. The Yankees are kind of a mediocre team right now. Yeah. And that's, would, 
they're bad, man. They don't. They've scored what three or less in twenty something games. I don't. It's bad. It's weird because they went from bad to really really hot back to bad. Like <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, but I, Adam, how how does that goes so much against public perception though? Because people who don't look at this every day like we do are going to see Yankees at home with Cole. That must be a slam dunk. I mean, the Dennis's of the world are always going to look for teams like Dennis's well, of the world. Stop right there. That's right. the problem. Dennis's yeah. of the world say Yankees at home with cold bet. That's, that's mm-hmm. how it works. Yeah. Minus 200 yeah. free money. Yep. Yeah. So Adam, you, you bet a lot of unders in MLB earlier in the year and um, on Korean baseball. Um, I'm assuming you probably do some unders in um, NFL. Why do you uh, – something I've noticed, you bet NBA sides, but you don't really touch NBA totals. I don't blame you because I'm getting destroyed right now. I mean, the books aren't adjusting again. Jazz goes over every game. The Sixers go over every game. The Nets and Celtics go over every game. Fucking Bucks were going – I mean, it's – the uh, we're looking at this game right now with the Blazers. I mean, they score <laughs> – they scored 48 points already, and there's four minutes left in the third because fucking Aaron Gordon's making threes. It's like, <laughs> I just don't get it. I mean, is that We're why? Dead. Yeah, Again, so I used to be a big under bet. I, I would look for unders in basketball. And so few years this was this would be more than a few years back, but um I College, when they changed their rules, I, I sort of got away from betting unders because they made it a little bit easier for, for players to score. And, I, you know, the NBA, with just basketball in general, with the, the way scoring goes, I just feel like – I feel like there's two – it just could go any number of ways, whereas, like, there's less scoring in a baseball game, so I feel like it's almost, like, more manageable in terms of – um you can more pinpoint where the scoring might come from. Now this year, like last year, I played a bunch of NBA unders and I was actually on a pretty good run with NBA unders for a while this year. I just feel like there's so much scoring and the lines are still shaded to the over. So like the value is the under, but like value doesn't mean anything if you're just losing, you know what I mean? You can find, like you can find value anywhere, but if it loses, who cares? Like, and, and like you're saying, I mean, some of these numbers, are huge and it, and it's like the under makes play from like a numbers perspective, but it, it, they're just shattering these totals anyway. So I I yeah I haven't had I I've gotten more and more away from basketball totals over the years and it, to the point where I barely even look at them anymore. It, it's just like I I rather attack NBA from like a spot with a team and I, college I kind of was the same way. I really I played maybe. I don't even know if I played a college total last year. I played a few. I, I honestly don't I maybe played one or two totals all year in college basketball this year. And I haven't played one in the NBA and I probably won't betting unders in baseball has always been like, that's literally been my, my favorite way to bet baseball for years. And it's like, I've already been blown up three times this season by the, the extra innings rule. And oh. I, and, and I'm almost, yep. and I'm almost like getting to the point where, I, I can't even okay, so here's the problem. It's like the under is probably the the is more often than not gonna be the right way to attack baseball totals because once again, the, the betting public loves betting the overs. Lines are generally shaded to the over. So usually if you want to find value in the totals market, it's probably gonna be on the under. But now you have a scenario where if extra innings comes about, it only helps the over. Like it only, it only benefits betting the over. So it's like, can I keep making bets where I know there's a scenario at the end of the game that only hurts me. So that's where I'm like, I've, I've gotten away from even, you know, playing many baseball. Well, I'll play baseball totals in, in the Korean league where, where they still play normal extra inning rules. Um, and actually they have a built in, sort of rule that that helps you with the under because they they call it a tie after 12 innings so you're not dead you know you're not you're not waiting for that extra run with the inevitable oh, wow. run that you would, would play in in major league baseball if you know you could be have an under eight and a half go to extra innings four four if that if that thing gets to the end of the 12 innings, four, four. And you, uh, 
Islanders goal. Sorry. That's okay. That's I'm watching fun. that too. Oh, nice. Um, well, that's a good point. Yeah, you got to know all so, those young people bet. You know, it's like it it's it's not that. So it, it almost becomes like, well, do I even do I even subject myself to this, or should I just try to find value somewhere else? I, I guess is what it comes to. And that's yeah, why and your boy David Koken too. He made a good point to you, I think, on Twitter. He was saying how he really emphasizes more on first five unders because he pointed out how a couple of the ones he was looking at full got blown up by the the bullpen so that's another angle you know to look at too yeah no it is and and that's a good point and the, th- the thing that's hard about first five unders for me is you tend to not get great um numbers like if you if you have a pitching matchup that you really like or that is really strong like chances are you're not going to get a great like first five like the first five is going to be so much more based on the the starting pitchers that to me, uh-huh. it becomes a little bit harder to find first five, like getting the right price in, in a lot of cases. And the other thing is with the way baseball seems to be to now with the way the game is now, I feel like if you go through a lot of these games, like the scoring tends to happen in a couple innings. Like it, I, I feel like there's, there's, one or two big innings in each baseball game now because it just it's just it's just a home run walk strikeout type game. Yeah, there's so, less there's a lot of matchups too. You know, you got yeah. you got a lineup that's stacked with lefties because there was a righty starter. Well when there's a bullpen they can throw their best left handed guy against their lefties and shut them down. You know, there's that too. And then conversely, you know the same right. thing so it becomes they have a righty to come in when you're looking at like a full game under, you know, I, I've seen scenarios where, you know, you can, you can survive a big inning early because then no more scoring comes. And it's just like, I don't know, that gets tough with the, with the first five because you might, you know, if someone hits a three run bomb and now your line is like three and a half or four, like you're, you know, you could be dead off of one inning. Like that's, I guess that's why I never really got fully into the, you know, playing the first fives like that, but it's definitely something I'm I'm gonna probably look at more going forward. Also, my my number I never really had numbers like I never really made personal numbers that like translated well to first five. Everything I look at is like on a full game type basis. So it, it's I guess for me it becomes like harder to trust you know what what I'm looking at numbers wise and like translate it back to first five. Like there's a reason it's first five and it's not first four and it's not first six. It's because that fifth inning is, is going to be, you know, where a lot of starters either make it to or they start to tire. You know, it's like the average length of a start is probably somewhere between four and five innings. And, and so it, it becomes a little bit of a crapshoot in that fifth inning a lot of times with, with the first five uh, plays. So, yeah, I mean, I don't blame people for looking at it that way. I'm, I'm still – I almost all my, my bets, basically all of them are going to be on the full game, but you know, Just I, I wait till next, work. wait till next season when we have not only the extra inning rule, but the universal DH too. And then we got to just reevaluate everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm already, it's weird because I, like I had such a good 2020, uh, the shortened season. I like, you know, I, I, I'm almost wondering if like, I just didn't have time to regress, you know, like it was over so quickly. I went, I went 41 and 20 in baseball in 2020. And it's just like, so I was, I was like coming into this season. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got it figured out. And, you know, I basically, I think I'm three games under 500 so far at this point in the year. So yeah, I I definitely think reevaluating is, is something that you should, you should really do it all the time, but like, Baseball, yeah. I, I'm in that I'm in that mode right now, big time, because there's just you know the, the game is just a lot different even than it was like a couple of years ago. So yeah, I, I would agree that double shifts, shifting on righties and shit, all this crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, what are they doing? how often do you see someone smoke a ball up the middle and and someone standing right there and it's just a routine out now? So right. It's like, it's so yeah. different. I mean, the sh- like Chris, you just said the the shift, the double shift. There's less bunting. I mean, it, it really is 
no, well, there's I mean, no they're small ball. There's no stealing. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're saying fuck singles too. Go hit a homer. I mean, yeah. it's almost like who's that asshole on the the Rangers? Uh, um, that is either a home run or a strikeout. What's that dude's name? He was a huge process. Gallo. 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 Yeah. He literally Gallo. has like as many singles as homers in his career. <laughs> like that's the that's that's modern baseball right there. <laughs> and you know, people, I like I always get like. I always get a, a, a chuckle when I bring up, you know, the fact that I, I still bet Korean baseball and I, I, you know, but the part of the reason, I mean, I'm doing well in it. So it doesn't mean, you know, as long as the tickets are cashing, like obviously I'm going to still do it, but right. it's also enjoyable because it's real. They're still playing real baseball. It's still, they're, they're still bunting runners over and hitting runs because the way that league works, you know, they only have, one or two guys that can really, you know, hit for like big time power on each of those teams. So, you know, you get, you get out of like the three, four five of most of those lineups and it's guys that like have the bunt. They don't, they don't have a bunt. It's not one through nine guys that want to hit home runs. So they still play baseball the way that like we grew up watching baseball where they get a guy on first they're, they might try to bunt. They're trying to steal. They're trying to hit behind the runner. It's like almost like refreshing to watch because it's like so different. It's it, And now when you watch it, and it can be, like if you watch an MLB game and then, you know, wake up. And so for me, it's 5.30 a.m. I'll wake up and start my day watching the, uh, the Korean action. It, it's like noticeably different. You're just like, oh, like I forgot that that was even a thing. Like, you know, they steal all the time. They they try to hit and run hit behind the runner they're also very they're also very good at like you know getting a runner in from third with less than two outs which is now i feel like it don't it only happens by default in mlb now i don't think anyone and the funny thing is when you see these mlb players try to like just get a runner home it's like they can't do it they don't know how to just put the ball in play yeah. so you're almost like you right. know I, I can't tell you how many times i've seen a guy go up there, man on third, less than two outs, and they're trying to get the run home, and they like strike out because they just they're it's now messing them up because they're up there trying to do something that they're totally not used to doing. Right. It's just like it's it's wild how how much the game has changed, even even in just like I don't know five years. Listen to us complaining about the way baseball's played now, complaining about all the threes in the NBA. Just a bunch of old wires yearning for the good old days. Three at the buzzer. (laughs) Another three at the buzzer. Why not Monte Morris? (laughs) Oh gosh. All right. We'll we'll get you out of here after this, Adam. But we wanted to briefly touch on our battle of the dads that we teased back on uh, on our last pod. It's June third. The month has started. Chris, Joe. Nobody's really off to a good start. You guys have both kind of stumbled out of the gate. So today started out hot. Today started out great. Today's looking a little better, a little promising. Can you guys just briefly share kind of the way that you're approaching this? So at least me and Chris, what we're doing is, so the way I bet at least a lot of totals is I'll look at the differential on the bet percentage versus the money percentage. So for example, let me get back to where I was on Twitter here this morning. I saw, like, I noticed really on the Atlanta-Washington game, there was some reverse line movement on the total because I had net night. I had night. Was it thirty-three percent of the bets were on the under, but ninety-seven percent of the money was on the under. But the total move it opened at nine and moved to nine point five. So I'm saying, like, what the fuck is that? And I sent that to Chris. I'm like, hey, we need to take this under, and it cashed easily so a lot of our i mean we do it with sides too but a lot of our bets are with that that's basically how we're looking at our our bets right now um this under was the same thing on this hawk on the on this hockey too that's gonna it's already i mean it's already a banger for the under unless they get two goals in a minute and a half which highly unlikely each team (laughs) yeah that's one i shared with chris that this is game three of this series games one and two the totals five it goes seven goals in both games and they still keep it at five. They're just daring. 
like Adam, you talked a few minutes ago about how people public is just going to keep firing overs. I mean, they're daring you keep betting the over. Go ahead. Yeah, so with this one, it was at five, 31% of the bets are on the under 79% of the money. So what does that tell you? All the big betters and respected money is going on the under. So I'm going to ride with those guys, but it doesn't always work like that, obviously. And you got to, you got to check it close to the, when it starts too, because it could be skewed the night before. Oh yeah. Those will move. Yeah. So that's the thing is the night before you might look at it and be like, Oh, this is the way to go. But so I try to get as close as I can to the beginning of the game before our contest, we got to get her shit out by 2 PM. So I gotta, I gotta check early, but still, um, in general, at least a highly bet game like this is pretty accurate early. So, oh, fuck, Islanders almost just scored again. Adam, maybe speak to that and just kind of, kind of brief. We'll we'll revisit this on a future pod, but just because we're running a little bit long here. But just speak to that idea of looking at, because this is good advice, and, and people will hear this a lot, newer bettors, to look at the difference between the bet percentage and the money percentage and that that the money percentage is going to be dictated by bigger betters who may or may not be sharp. Just speak to those kind of general principles that get thrown out a lot. So it's definitely not foolproof. And I think you made a really good point. You know, just, just because someone bets big does not mean they're sharp. Um, And you could have, there could be a number of of different things skewing money in the market. However, um, I, I tend to, I, I look at that just about every day with baseball and it's definitely seems to be more accurate with the totals. Um, it, when there's, when it, when there's huge money on an under and it looks like the, the public is, is on the over that tends to be, it, I, I'm assuming I, I don't have exact numbers of course, but I feel like those are winning more than they lose. Uh, it's just like, it's one thing to look at and it should just be one of like a number of things. You know, if you can get, so, like football, for example, Upton Homer, two one. Oh, there we go. Nice. I had to go. I, nice, Mister uh, Mister. I, I call Upton Mister two hundred four. Canning with five Ks through two. He's doing. There's another guy though that gets just. I I thought he was just. He right. looked so, so good in spring training. I thought Justin Upton was just going to have a monster year, and it's just it's weird. Like it just hasn't worked that, you know, obviously they don't expect a trout to get injured. It, it just pool holes isn't even on the team anymore. Um, it just <laughs> hasn't worked out for the angels, but I don't know. Hopefully it does tonight. But anyway, like with the, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much to look at that you have to start to like pare down. Like, I, I guess it, you have to, for me, I start to try, I, I try to figure out what I want to put a lot of stock in and what not to, but I certainly try to like utilize my resources to figure out, um, you know, what the book need is, right? Like, so, you know, sometimes, you know, like Kelly has actually sort of trained me to, to do that. And I, you know, I've, I've met enough people where sometimes I can, can get an idea based on just contacts that I know, but the way to sort of do that is to look at like, just from a, from your home. And if you don't, you know, have a contact that you can reach out to, is really to look at that ticket money percentage and, and try to just sort of gauge if it's legit or not. And, and it's, you know, there's no easy like answer or way to do it, but I think if you follow it daily and if you follow it enough, you can definitely see when there's just, you know, when there's overwhelming support in the market for one team, but there's good, there's, you know, money coming in on the other side. If it does something to the line, and you can find like underlying reasons where that side would be the play. I think that that's good enough to be like, yeah, like this is probably, you know, something to this, but it's just, it's hard. It's, it's never going to be like matter of fact, like you're never just, it's not just a like quick thing where you can pull up your screen and say, okay, tickets are on this money's on the other side bet. Like, I still think there's more, I still think you got to get there more ways than just that, but it's definitely a good thing to look at. Yeah. I always look at the line movement too, mm-hmm. as well. So like, that's, that's how I decide it most of the time. If I find RLM, like I did this morning, like that's a fire away. And that's what I exactly what I put on Twitter with literally everything, you know, my entire 
thought process throughout the whole thing. And that was just an easy win. Now they're not going to all be like that, but if we're cashing, you know, 56% of them, then fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and the funny and thing was, is like, I, yeah. And it was plus one Oh five. So it's like, you know, give me that all day rather than laying juice. Yeah. And, yeah. and for, for um, anyone listening, that's like newer to sports betting. I mean, like I, so many people are, are new to the market and that are, they're pumping money into this market and like they don't even do that. Or like, it's like, you could, you could be so much farther ahead than the masses by literally just doing like that, like a couple of things. And that is really not, I mean, that's really not that difficult to sort of monitor and check. And it, it's really like you were saying, definitely going to take some time. Like you're going to, because you, you kind of need to monitor it up until you know, it gets closer to game time, but I mean, that's like a great way to just, uh, it's going to, you're probably going to hit at least 50%, hopefully more than that. Yeah. Well, just like Applebaum always says, they check a couple boxes. That's what it did for me. And that's why I fired it. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. For sure. <laughs> you guys, he's a it- huge, he's a huge proponent of that too. Applebaum. Like that's yeah. his thing. Absolutely. That's all as he loves it. Yeah. You guys make a great point. We'll kind of end on this, that it's just one of many factors to consider. And it's, there's not just, you know, one system that's going to lead you to winners. It is a little, a little bit of a mixed bag of everything. It's looking at line moves. It's looking at the bet percentage versus the money percentage. It's like you said, Adam, bringing your own knowledge base into it. Um, All kinds of stuff. So good stuff, Adam. Thanks a lot for joining us again. Well, we'll do it again soon. Thank you guys for having me. Always a pleasure. Um, for anyone listening, you can find me at Top Flight SI on Twitter. And I'll just throw this a leave on this. Um, I have a play posted for sale. Don't worry about buying it. It's the LG Twins in Korean baseball, 5.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, it's just a complete mismatch. They should absolutely kill this team. I, I can't believe it was minus 130 earlier. I, it's probably going to move. I thought that was an absolute gift. We're talking probably the, the, that's not, has not played out this way in the standings yet, but LG is my number one power rated team in Korean baseball. And I've got Kia rated dead last. And the fact that we're able to get LG at minus 130 in this game is, is I, I still can't believe that that's the actual price. So LG twins. Wow. Matt. We're going to have to post this tonight so that the people can get it. And that's great. I was point. just going to say minus 135, Adam, you're right. It is already moving in that direction. So yeah, get on it early um, and uh, go. Halo. I think it's it'll go off bomb. minus 150 by, by the morning. I think I was going to say, I will get this posted tonight. And I just have this, this lovely vision of some guy, working his graveyard shift, working his all nighter, <laughs> listening and just saying, Hey, I gotta, I gotta check my phone real quick. I'm going to fire some KBO and win in 30 bucks or something like that. That's just there a beautiful thought. Yeah. The K I it's rough. KBO is tough for the West coast, but like for, I love it because I want to start my day early anyway. And the games start at five 30 AM on the East coast. And it's just like, I get up at five 30. I'm, I'm up. I'm, I'm watching the games. It, it it forces me to get my day started when I want to. So it's been like great from that. I will take well. that and I will raise you 10 a.m. NFL Sundays. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, for me and for what I do, like being on the West Coast is really tough because it's just, yeah. the stuff just starts too early and I've got to get stuff typed up. But I, you know, I can obviously, I, I'm working on it the night before anyway, but I always feel like I'm up against it when I'm out West. For it's sure. Just the, the time zones, uh, the time zone over here is just translates better for me. But for sure, yeah. better for work, but better for raging all day over here. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, don't don't <laughs> get me wrong. Like when those when I was out for the tournament and those games were tipping off at nine a.m. Oh. and we've already we're at Westgate and there's already buckets of alcohol coming at nine a.m. <laughs> that's that's yeah. Just yeah, doesn't get any better than that. Does really not get doesn't. any better. All right. So like Adam said, check him out on Twitter. He's at top flight SI. He's our dear friend. Thanks so much, Adam, Chris and Joe. Good luck in the dad competition. We'll keep that updated. Chris, just remember if you decide like your dumb self to keep firing NBA unders and bet on food, sometimes. Yeah. 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 Yeah